As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm Andrew Schlecht. We're part of The Athletic Podcast Network. With me today. As always, on Wednesday, it's my good friend Alex Spears. Alex, what's up? What's up, Andrew? How you doing? I was just looking at a calendar, Andrew. Did oh. you know, after today, after today's show, we only have six more Wednesday pods until the start of the season. That can't That's be all. true. That can't be true. That's only not- six more. That sounds made up. That sounds made up. Uh, Alex, before we get started, this podcast is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Get your TV together with the best of live and on demand. Learn more at directtv.com. Um, yeah, I mean, it's September today, and this month, training camp starts for yeah. all NBA teams. Just a few weeks, and we'll be we'll be getting into it. I mean, it feels like we'll have some Ben Simmons news, um, you know, in the coming weeks. Whether that be he's just going to sit out until they find a trade for him, or there's going to be a trade. So we have that coming down the pipeline. The Thunder have like very fringy things going on within the roster i mean like gabriel deck has a partial guarantee to his contract i'm trying to get some clarity on that um right now and what what's guaranteed what you know i don't know i don't know how much it is you know if it's i don't know if it's a eight hundred thousand guaranteed like who cares like just he can still go but you'd think that if he was going to leave we would already know that and he wouldn't still be under contract, you know. So I think there's obviously still a chance that Gabriel Deck is a uh, a Thunder player. Uh, so that's mildly interesting. How do how do you feel about that? Well, it's so different because like if this was a Thunder team from a few years ago, where like every single roster spot mattered. Yeah. Hank, will you relax, bud? 
Hank thinks I have food for him. I don't, but I don't. Uh, if, if it was a team from a few years ago, like every roster spot matters, every contract matters. So this would have signaled something like very significant. Yeah. Whereas in this case, like they still could cut them and it wouldn't be that crazy. Like the, the partial wow. guarantee just isn't that huge of a deal for this current mm-hmm. roster. Or even that roster spot isn't that huge of a deal in comparison to teams of past. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That there was a very interesting thread by a random Chicago Bulls fan who was like reading the tea leaves and yeah. suggesting that the Bulls wanted to trade for Gabriel Deck because yeah. if you look at their roster one of the reasons was that if you look at their roster, their power forward position is kind of like the last place where there's a room for someone because they traded Aminu, they traded Thad Young. They really just have Patrick Williams and I guess DeRozan. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows? I mean, maybe there is a team out there that would want... Like, honestly, that would make more sense for Dex Future to play on a team like the Bulls yeah. than it does for him to play with the Oklahoma City Thunder this season. Yeah. But I, I just don't know if there's that interest out there. Yeah, I don't I don't know either. If I were an NBA team, I don't know how interested I would be if I were trying to win. Because I just don't know how within an offense, like what does his role look like, you know, on a successful team. Um, as a defender, like I get it, like he's he's tough. Like he could be a a ninth guy as a defender, but as an offensive player, I mean, I guess you can just. I mean, he likes to play bully ball, you know, and he likes to move the ball. But I don't really have. Yeah, it, but yeah. you know that might work on a team like the Bulls, where you know their main center is a stretch threat. They've got Lonzo who can shoot. They got Levine who can shoot. You know, surround deck with shooters and just mm-hmm. put him in the post and let him go to work, Andrew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's how it works. <laughs> that's how it should go with, with deck. Uh, yeah. So that thread, I actually retweeted it, and then I discovered within it that there's someone that has like zero credibility at all, like doing the reporting within that. So it's uh. It fell apart pretty fast after I realized oh, that. That's too bad. So it was a it was a fun thread, honestly, and like you know, drawing all those lines, connecting all those dots was pretty. It was it was kind of a fun read, but uh, once I realized one of the people that was in there, I deleted the tweet, and uh, that's all. That's all that should be said. Oh no, there. that's all that should be said there. There's no credibility behind that, but yeah, I do think that if there is a team looking for a I don't know, like your 10th guy. <laughs> I'm trying know. to figure out what deck is. <laughs> if you're looking for a, I don't know, whatever deck is. <laughs> I don't know. Kind of a cool guy that has cool, cool tattoos. A lot of fans, good fan base. Yeah. Travels yeah. with him, you know? Yeah. No, he, and I don't know. I think he could, he could help somebody in like spot minutes here or there. But what does he do for this Thunder team? Was he 27? It's just kind of a weird fit overall because because uh, he's still probably like the Thunder's ninth guy too. Um, and so if he's like, – I don't know. I'd just rather have that spot for a development piece. And also, like he doesn't speak any English at all. Um, yeah, that must be tough. So I can just imagine it would be tough on him and like – and perhaps he can still be a mentor to guys and like be just like a pro here. Um, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm a little, and he also just takes up a roster spot. A lot of people are excited to see Vit Krejci. 
Um, play with the Thunder, which I'm not, I have zero clarity on whether he will be on the team or not. But if Deck is on the team and takes up a roster spot, it's less likely that he is. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, it goes back to the original signing. I mean, it was, we were confused by it at the time. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, <laughs> I mean, I remember pods from back then because that was when like Mitchich, you know, we were starting to get excited about Mitchich. Yeah, There's yeah. Gabriel Deck. Yep. We were creating this whole like fantasy world where Presti was building out like this all international team. And like yeah. Deck and Mitchich were two like key cornerstones of that. And then a few <laughs> months later, it's just like, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what we were doing. <laughs> yeah, they could both be gone, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, you could also write the story that it would be strange to go through the process that they went through, right? And well, that's get, why, the, and for them to the, just let him go. Yeah, that's why that Bulls rumor is is fun because it's like, okay, if Presty knew that another team was going to go after Deck this summer, and he was just like, well, why don't I use my roster spot, bring him on, and then I'll have a trade chip when that team wants to, you know, maybe I can get a second out of him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that, that would at least make some sense to me as as like a short term play. Yeah. Because otherwise, I don't really get it, and I have—I still don't get it. I—I I won't get it if he's on this team in the season. But whatever, yeah. I mean, who cares? Like, it's not that big of a deal. It's—it's it's not that big of a deal. Uh, turn to the Nuggets. He can uh, play with uh, Campazzo, right? Sure. Yeah. L- literally yeah. anywhere other than Oklahoma City seems like a better fit for Gabriel Deck. <laughs> Let's see what what kind of trade could you could we... name any team. Three point six mil, pretty simple to move. Is there somebody on this roster? And it's a, um, and it's an easy uh, it's an easy contract because it's partially guaranteed every single year, so you can yeah. always get out of it whenever you want. Yeah. Uh, gosh, I wish they would just part with Bull Bull. Just give me a. We'll give you a second round pick and deck for Bull Bull. Starting center, Bull Bull. Starting center, Bull Bull. That would be super fun. and That would be, yeah. And I'm quite confident it would not work, but it would be very fun. I don't know. <laughs> you could have Shea, Poku, Giddy, Bays, and Bull Bull. Who wouldn't want to, like, name one person in Oklahoma City that wouldn't want to see that? Probably, there probably is a person out there. There probably actually is. <laughs> There's probably some Bobo haters out there. I think Bobo's a wing, actually, like not in a dissimilar mold to Poku. His handle's Perfect. obviously like, you know. I I just don't think there's any way you could play Bobo as a center, which is like that's the problem. Is like his foot speed isn't good enough to play on the wing, and he's not strong enough. Like there's just he was really fun. Like I loved watching him in summer league just because he's like, what is he? You know, like what's going on here with this guy? He's giant. He can shoot, pass, dribble. He can do all these things. But then, like, how does that actually translate to the NBA? Like the answer is probably not. But that's why you send him to the Thunder and you let him figure it out here and you let Gabriel Deck go. Like Gabriel Deck could actually contribute to that Nuggets team in like small like pockets throughout the season. Where I'm just not certain that Bobo could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they're if they're relying on Bobo in any way, even like ten minutes a game, that seems like an issue for a team that has like championship aspirations. Right. Yeah. 
So anyways, Gabriel Deck, still a member of the Thunder for how long? Who knows? Could be forever, honestly. Maybe they just build around Deck. Maybe that's what you do. That was a solid 10 minutes on Deck. <laughs> that's a solid too, too long on Gabriel Deck. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. <laughs> uh, Al, let's, let's talk about NBA awards. And with that, we're going to go to BetMGM, who is a, a, a great sponsor for The Athletic, um, to, uh, to talk about some odds. Uh, yeah, so they have all their odds up. We're going to start doing over-unders next week. Um, but the over-unders are there, I realized. Yeah. But you can bet on so many fun things, even the Thunder's very first game. Did you know the Thunder's first game is already up there? I saw that, They actually. are 11.5-point underdogs to the Utah Jazz on the road. How are you feeling about the first game, Andrew? Oh, I think they're going to get trounced. That's how I feel. Just... You would. Remember last year's first game, game winner? Against the Hornets? I do. I do. I do actually remember that. That was actually pretty fun. It was fun. The Shea game uh, yeah, was but pretty fun. 11 and a half point underdogs. That's how we're starting off the season. Um, okay, so first, let's talk about conference winners. Maybe, oh, I told you I would share my screen so that the, uh, so that the people on YouTube could see. Yeah. So see what we're seeing. Um <laughs> Uh, okay, so the first ones up there are the conference winners. Yep. So, obviously, the Nets are the favorite in the uh, East. The Lakers are the favorite in the West. Everyone on YouTube, you can see all the odds up there. If you if you like any of these odds, you know, shout them out. We'll talk about them. I don't think I don't see how any team other than the Nets or the Bucks could end up in first, and I don't even feel good about the Nets. But like I yeah. look at the Sixers and everything that's going on with them, like how could you feel confident about the Sixers before you know what they're getting back for Ben Simmons? And the longer mm-hmm. this goes on, it feels like the less likely it's going to be that their team will get substantially better mm-hmm. in a Ben Simmons trade. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, well, do you want to bet on the Heat? Mm-mm. Like with with Kyle Lowry, I don't. I'm not going to bet on the Hawks, Celtics. Like it really feels like it can only be. The Bucks or Nets? I mean, yeah. do you do you have faith in any of these other Eastern Conference teams? Uh, I think it's just going to be the Bucks. I think they'll be number one yeah. seed. I think that they'll be riding high off of winning the championship. I think. I mean, they like sneakily added some pieces to that roster that make some sense. Like I don't like George Hill. I think will help them. Um, Grayson Allen is helpful. And then, like, they added Rodney Hood, too. Like, what can Rodney Hood bring? Like, I don't know. If he can play, 
then like on any given night, Rodney Hood can give you 25. You know, he's not going to do that every right. night, but he can on a night where like nobody else has it going, you throw Rodney Hood in there, he gives you 25 and you, you know, you beat the Grizzlies on the road, you know, kind of thing. And so I would. Did I you would, mention Grayson Allen? I did mention Grayson Allen. Yeah, I actually oh, like good, that for good. them. Yeah, and then DiVincenzo's coming back. So, like, they've got mm-hmm. their their depth is actually pretty nice. So, and I just expect them to to roll through. The Nets, I don't, I don't it's all health dependent, and I don't think that they care about getting the number one seed. Um, I'm with you on the Sixers. Um, the Heat are similar to the Nets where it's just like, let's just get to the playoffs. <laughs> Let's just make sure we're healthy and get to the playoffs. You know, as a as a guy who's been a Hawks hater for a while, Years. it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if they were the number one seed. Man, that would be. I wouldn't be shocked. I guess it wouldn't shock me, but I wouldn't be shocked. In, in a similar mold to like the, you know, the Suns being there, you know. Yeah. last year at the top of the conference. I mean, they're just going to try to win games. And Trey Young was so good at the, you know, during the playoffs and before he got hurt that I could see there being like another leap from Trey Young and they get there. I don't believe in the Hawks as like a like a contender there. Like I don't like I don't think they could beat the Nets, Bucks or Heat probably. They already proved they can beat the Sixers. Um we'll have to see how they're constructed, but um you know, I wouldn't bet that the Hawks would get there, but if I'm looking for like a dark horse, I mean, that's probably who I'd pick, but I still think it's the Bucks, and then probably the Nets. Like the Nets, maybe they're not trying, but they'll get there anyways. Um, so I still think it's probably those two. And then, I mean, I, I would I would probably say the Hawks are more likely to be the fifth seed, but, you know, weird things happen. And then in the West, what I thought was so interesting in the West is that they have the Warriors as the second most likely to yeah. get the number one seed. Yeah. So the Lakers are, are first at plus 170. The Warriors are second at plus 425. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, by the way, that, that means like you need to bet $100 and you can win $425. Whereas like the Nets, which are negative 125, that means you have to bet $125 to win 100 mm-hmm. So I was just surprised that the Warriors had the second best odds. I'm, I'm assuming that's just because they're kind of like a public team People like Steph, they want to bet on the Warriors and the the Clay narrative coming back and everything. But you look at that roster, at least as it stands now, how much they are going to be relying on rookies. Like I I just it's hard for me to imagine them being the number one seed. Yeah, there's just so much that has to go right that we're we don't know about. You know? Yeah. Specifically with Clay. Like if Clay Thompson comes back at Christmas and he's in good shape. Okay, like I can buy that. I could buy that that they're, you know, second in the West. But betting that now, I think it would be foolish. Like I think that was just not not a smart bet at all. Uh, there's a lot of other teams. I mean, the Jazz, the Nuggets. Like the Nuggets being as far down as they are. I know the no Jamal Murray. I get that, but you know, like that's not horrible. Um, yeah. Well, the, the, one of the other big surprises for me is that the Clippers and the Jazz have the same odds. Plus seven fifty, which like yeah, the Jazz were the number one seed last year. Yeah, and the Clippers lost Kawhi Leonard, and they have the exact same odds. Isn't yeah, that not, strange? Yeah, I don't get that at all. And and the Jazz have, you know, they shipped favors off. They brought in Rudy Gay. They 
committed to a more modern style, you know, of, of basketball with that. So I don't, like, I, I think the Jazz, honestly, I think the Jazz is probably the best bet because they're, they're, they're just built to win regular season games. You know, they've got Mike Conley. Everybody's under contract. Everybody's tied in. There's no angst amongst that roster right now. So I don't, I don't understand that either. I think the Lakers are going to win a ton of games, uh, given health. But also, like that's another like that's a that's a tough bet to make too. After the season they just had, that the Lakers are just going to be healthy. Um, so like I like the Jazz there. Um, yeah, that's that. That would probably be my pick. Actually, the Jazz or the Suns again. Like I I can't go away from either one of those teams. They were one and two last year. And, you know, just as long as, you know, Chris Paul stays healthy, like there's no reason why the Jazz and Suns won't be there again. And as uh, people on YouTube can see the Thunder, you can bet on them to win the Western Conference plus 25000 which means if you put $100 down, you can win $25,000, Andrew. That or, seems like a pretty good deal. Or you can take that $100 and donate it to a charity of your choice. Uh, state of winning team. I just thought this was kind of this is kind of a dumb bet you can do. You can bet on the state of the team that will win the NBA championship. Mm. So you, so California has the best odds because there you get the Lakers, you get the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Florida Kings. is next. Yeah, I don't know why Florida is next. It's just because of the Heat. The Heat. Like I guess you get the you get the Magic for free. They throw in yeah. the Magic for you. And then Jalen Suggs is the best player ever. I mean, maybe. And Texas is plus 2,500. Oh, uh, New York is plus 220. So New York is actually number two, which makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then any other state is plus 175. So you can take the field. You can basically take the field of all the other states that no one cares about. You get plus 175. Uh, Okay, let's move on to the regular season MVP. Mm -hmm. This year, Luka is number one, plus 400. I... I think Steph Curry is an amazing bet at plus 900 because he was already being considered. So he has the fifth best odds for MVP. Yep. He was already being, being considered last year mm-hmm. when they weren't even in the playoffs. Yeah. They were like fighting to make the playoffs. And, and there was that push towards the end of the year like, ooh, should we be considering Steph? And he's at plus 900. We just saw what their odds were for like winning the Western Conference, second best, according to you know these odds. Mm-hmm. I just think that that's if you think that the Warriors are going to be good, like a top four seed, it's probably because Steph Curry's going to have another awesome season. Yeah, and so I, I would just like him over some of these other guys. Um, so the top five: Luca, Joel Embiid, Kevin Durant, Giannis, Steph Curry, and then yeah. after that you get into like Dame and LeBron. LeBron, honestly, LeBron's at plus fourteen hundred. Another guy who last year, if he doesn't get hurt. Possibly could have won MVP. Could have won it. Yeah. Now then Jokic. Jokic even yeah, worse. Yeah, last year's MVP. He just won There's it. no way. There's no way. After all, they barely wanted to give it to him this year. I know. I, I don't know that I would say there's no way. I mean, he stays healthy. If the Nuggets surprise, I wouldn't say there's no way. It seems unlikely. Well, it, like but. if you like what you said, because their odds for winning the West was like plus eleven hundred. Yeah, if they yeah. won the West yeah. without Jamal Murray coming back till next spring, yeah, which would probably require a lot. It'd probably require like Michael Porter Jr. getting significantly better. 
among mm-hmm. an, other host of things. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's possible. Which is not impossible. Like that's it's not impossible that MPJ shows up and he's an all star. You know, are there any dark horses? Let's say like plus two thousand or above that are interesting. Someone in uh, Josh Smith in the uh, YouTube chat says Tatum is interesting. Tatum is plus twenty five hundred. Yeah, I mean, I just don't see the Celtics being able to be that team, you know. I mean, they yeah, have, you either have to have a, a really good team, yeah. or you have to have just like mind blowing statistical season. Yeah, I mean, James Harden at plus twenty five hundred is, I think it'd be hard. Like he's got to battle lots of different narratives to get there. But like, what if James Harden's the best player in the Nets, and they're they win like sixty eight games or something like that? You know, and he's carried I, I, them. Yeah, I, I think that would make sense. Like, I would rather bet James Harden over Kevin Durant just because of their difference in odds. And because people were talking about him, you know, when he first got there and he had, like, changed his game and everything. If he sustained mm-hmm. that over the course of a whole season and you had that narrative, mm-hmm. I could totally see James Harden winning it. It's funny yeah. seeing just who gets odds. Mm-hmm. Obviously, not every player in the league gets odds. So uh, Shea right. is down here at plus twenty thousand, tied with <laughs> Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball, same odds as Shea. Wow. To get MVP next year. Wow. Doesn't seem very fair, Andrew. Uh, ben Simmons. Ooh, like that would, wouldn't that be a story, Andrew? Ben Simmons plus twenty thousand MVP. There's just For some funny ones somewhere. where. Like, there's just some funny ones on here. Where it's like, why would you even bet that? Like Nick Vucevic. Like, who in the world is betting Vucevic to win the MVP? Like, that's... got to be a big Bulls fan. That's crazy talk. What, what if the Suns won 65 games and Chris Paul was their best player again? Well, He's plus Devin 10, Booker 000. would be their actual best player, but the media would just media would over Chris Paul. Yeah, but... What if Chris Paul yeah. has has another season like he did? I mean, again, another guy from last year who was getting talked about in MVP conversation towards the end of the year and is now plus 10,000. Plus 10,000. Zach Levine has sure. better odds. You know, He has the same odds yeah. as Bam at a bio, um, which is pretty wild to me. If I Okay, let's say that you had somebody just said, Alex, I'm going to give you $10,000, and you have to make a bet on somebody. Who would you bet? A single bet? Yeah. I honestly would go with James Harden. Oh, you would? Yeah, I think so. Wow. I really like Steph, but uh, James Harden plus 2,500. Yeah. He, he's going to be the one. if he's Because if you look in the past, like Harden has been an Iron Man in this mm-hmm. league. Yeah. Last year was the first year where he was like having a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. So if he ends up playing a full season because he could eat. I mean, he'll just look at his past like games played. Like he could play 80 games this season likely would be the most out of those three with Kyrie and KD. Yep. And so I, I think if you think the nets are going to steamroll the league this year, then Harden should be the choice and he's at plus 2,500. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. Let's, I would pick Kevin. KD plus 700. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what about do. scoring champ? Now, there is a minimum game eligibility that does apply to this. Yep. Uh, Brad Beal is still number one, which I'm not saying last year was a fluke or anything. I mean, obviously, Brad Beal's very good. <laughs> but it's like, why is Brad Beal number one? Steph won it last year. 
And mm-hmm. Steph isn't even number two. Steph is third on this list behind Luca. I much would rather go with Luca or Steph over Brad Beal. May, may, I mean, I think it's a bet on Clay, right? It's a bet on Clay being there. Yeah. Because if Clay's there, Steph doesn't have to go bonkers every night. He doesn't, but he still probably should, <laughs> looking at the rest of their roster. The roster is not that good. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Beal one makes sense because now, like, Beal almost won it last year with Russell Westbrook on the team. And now it's Beal and just a bunch of role players, right? And It is. Though, I, I think Dinwiddie is going to be just as much of a scorer as Russ was last year. I mean, Russ didn't have an incredible scoring season last year. Yeah, he won't have the usage that Russ did, though. He won't, but I mean, he scored, his last full season, he scored over 20 points per game. Mm-hmm. This is true. This is true. It's a, t- it's a tough one because the guys that you, that like could or should be winning it, like two of them are on the same team. So that won't happen with Kevin and with James Harden, right? Right, yeah. You know what's a good bet to win the scoring title? I have I have one in mind. Paul George at plus 5,000. Ooh, Paul George. I didn't even think of that. Because Paul George, plus 5,000. If the Clippers Ooh. are going to be good, it's because Paul George is good. And that he's like he, not even good. Great. It's because he's great. And Paul George has that in him. I mean, he was third in the MPP voting one once upon a time. It's true. That's a great point. So, and he's going to be like, who else scores on the Clippers? Like Marcus Morris, Reggie Jackson. Is that really Not, the number two? Who who is going to be the second leading scorer on the Clippers? There has to be someone else. I mean, who else would it be? Oh my God, I can't think <laughs> of one other person. Who would be? I mean, oh, me Bl- Bledsoe. <laughs> no, 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 no. Honestly, no. Dude, it might be Bledsoe. Bledsoe might end up being their second leading scorer at like sixteen points a game. I Who else is cannot, it going to be? I just cannot believe that that could be true. I said, I said Marcus Morris or Reggie. It's not going to be Marcus Morris. It might be. I don't know. Marcus Morris no, can that, take that, on can take on more of a scoring load than he has had to. With the Clippers, I, um, I like the I like that Paul George idea though. He'll definitely be the leading scorer in his team, which is uh, needed for this for the scoring champ. I mean, the that's Paul George is going to have to do a ton. Um, which I he has worse odds than Colin Sexton. Yeah, that's foolish. <laughs> foolish, like stri- straight up <laughs> foolish. <laughs> Who's betting Colin Sexton to win the scoring title? That's crazy. I don't know. That, that is nuts, especially on the roster. Like it's, you'd have to have the perfect situation, like similar to a Westbrook, you know, after Durant, you know, leaves situation with Colin Sexton, and they they don't have that. Like he's not even guaranteed to be the guy that takes the most shots on the team. So like, why would you bet him to win the scoring title? I mean, that's nuts. Also, like Trey Young, not a bad one, right? Like yeah, we have a, we have that, a few people in the chat who like Trey Young plus twenty five hundred. Yeah. yeah, I I like that as well. Shea um, down they, at plus ten thousand. Yeah, if he plays the whole season, he won't win it. 
but he'll score a lot. <laughs> you really sold that. If he plays all season, he won't win it. <laughs> I was actually starting to, I was starting to go in a direction. I was like, nope, nope, nope. Oh, that's wrong. That's wrong. He's made a go. U-turn. <laughs> uh, okay, let's move on. Um, we'll go through some of these a little bit quicker, but most three pointers per game. I just thought this was interesting because it's one of those things that you think like, oh, this must be like a pretty close race. Like, is it really that much of a different difference? Because mm-hmm. this is most three pointers per game, so we're just talking mm-hmm. about an average. But mm-hmm. you look at last year, Steph is at I think five point one and Lillard or five point three, and Lillard's down at like four. So there's a full three point per game gap which is what you see in the odds. Steph Curry is minus 175. Dame Lillard is plus 400. Buddy yeah. Heald was right around four last year as well at plus 600. I think Heald would be the choice because if you think there's any chance he gets traded to the Sixers, maybe just being in that system, all they really would want him to do is shoot, shoot, shoot. Because yeah. it, there's more ball handlers on Sacramento Kings right now. So I could I could imagine a scenario where Buddy Heald makes five threes per game that's not it wouldn't be unbelievable yeah yeah i but, that's not a bad bet heel i mean heel is i think he's like criminally underrated in in the league as far as like a shooter goes like a lot of people don't think of him right off the bat right um oh yeah he's like historically should. great yeah it, it's yeah, like steph is. clay and then buddy healed is probably third on that list yeah. Which is yeah, wild to think about. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. And I mean, Buddy Heald thought he was going to be a Laker. Like, not only did everybody else think he was going to be a Laker, like, he thought that too. Um, so it's crazy because, and then it was like, well, maybe he still could be. And then, like, now, like, he's just a king again. And there's, like, just some weird king. attitude stuff with Buddy. But I do, like, I. I love the fit in in Philadelphia with him. Like I don't know what the trade would be. Um, you know, we talked about on Monday with Michele about Ben for Darren Fox. Um, but if you're maybe if you're Sacramento, you'd rather do like Buddy and Tyrese Halliburton for Ben and Tyrese Maxey. Like, would you rather do that? What would you rather do if you're Kings? If you're Kings, I don't know. Fan? I don't love the fit of Fox and Ben. Yeah, I don't um, love that either. It's not the worst thing in the world. Obviously, they're both really talented, but I love the idea of Ben with Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah. So, like, yeah. if I were the Kings, I would be doing everything to make that my backcourt pairing. Yeah. And then you still have Davion Mitchell, and then you could play Davion. Tyrese, and you're not even like worrying about this like three guard lineup thing because yeah, now Ben is so big it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would I would prefer to give up Fox in a deal, and maybe you get something back. I don't know. People were uh, uh, it was it was interesting listening to you and Mike. I think that's a really interesting trade. I I think that Ben Simmons, bef- like in April, had more value than De'Aaron Fox. And I just don't know yeah. if that's the case anymore. I was—I yeah, don't know. Either. I saw some—I saw somebody on uh, Twitter. It was a Kings fan who was like mad that uh, that Fox was being ranked below SGA on some like guard list or whatever. 
Yeah. And of course, my, my reaction immediately was like, oh, well, you're an idiot. You haven't watched Shea. He's so amazing. <laughs> to be fair, though, I went and looked up Darren Fox's stats for last year. They were pretty impressive. I didn't realize how good he was last year, at least just in terms of like counting stats. He's yeah. obviously not the shooter that Shea is, but he did have a pretty nice, pretty nice season, Andrew. Yeah, um, no, he's he's good, and I think getting him out of Sacramento would be a positive thing, especially if you get into a place like Philly. I think that would. Be um, I'm scrolling through some more great. of these to get some interesting ones. You can you can bet on like most rebounds per game, most assists per game. Defensive Player of the Year is really interesting to me mm-hmm. because Rudy Gobert has won it what three times in a row now, mm-hmm. and it felt like there was a uh, there was a shift that happened both from the playoff mainly because of the playoffs whereas like oh he's never winning defensive player of the year again and and we've seen in the past yeah. where voters have been reluctant to usually give guys an award three times in a row and he's already gotten that but if he didn't win who would it be because Ben Simmons is tied with him for the best odds at plus 350 and of course we have no idea where Ben Simmons is going to be Miles mm-hmm. Turner is next at plus 650, which I just think is crazy because why would Joel Embiid not be third on that list? Especially if you think that Ben Simmons is going to get traded. Now you don't have this question of, well, they have two guys on their team. They're going to split votes or whatever. Like if Joel Embiid is on the Sixers without Ben Simmons and yeah. they are good at all and they still have a a decent – well, they need to have more than a decent – as long as they have a good defense. Yeah. Like it seems like Embiid would be the obvious choice here, and he's plus a thousand. Yeah, I mean, maybe you think Rick Carlisle is going to matter that much, you know? Yeah, in Indy, and change, change all that. I mean, change the world. I also like the the Lakers were the number one defense last year mm-hmm. like by a mile. So uh, Anthony Davis, that's that's a great bet. Plus a thousand. So Anthony Davis is fifth at plus one thousand as well. Yeah. Also at plus one thousand is Giannis. You yeah, know, if there's you're, some you're, there's some good bets there. Like I don't understand why you would bet Ben Simmons or Miles Turner at those odds or Rudy Gobert. To be honest, sure, it's just not fun. It's not fun to do. No. It's not a fun way to spend your money, Andrew. No, putting money on Rudy Gobert, hoping that he's going to get enough, like uh, you know, his all his all his the little stats he does that no one else notices. <laughs> Draymond Green he, plus 2,000 if you believe in the Warriors yeah. coming back. That seems like an obvious one. Lou Dort down at plus 5,000. Yep. Lou Dort plus 5,000. <sighs> no way. Unfortunately, no way. you can't you can't win Depoy and be on a team that wins 20 games. That's just not a thing. What about now, Kevin? Kevin Durant at 8,000 plus 8,000. Like that's kind of interesting, right? But what are the chances that they have a top 15 defense? I don't know. Probably not good. And Kevin was like part of the reason why they didn't have a good defense in the regular season last year too. But I just, I don't know. He's, he's, he looked great in the Olympics. And so I just wonder what, I just think that he could have, like Kevin could have a season where it's like, oh, okay. Like he is like actually the best player in the NBA on both ends. I think that's not impossible. If that happens, then I think the move is to give him the MVP over the defensive player of the year. Well, I mean, they gave it to, they get both to Giannis. This is like the, my only argument, you know? Yeah. 
you know, they gave- I just, I, if if the Nets are a top ten defense, they are going to be one of the greatest teams of all time, which is possible. Like that, like looking at the roster, what they've compiled. I mean, it's certainly possible. Um, hey, you could do your. Why don't you you're talking about MVP Depoy combo? You already mentioned Paul George. Why not go with Paul George here too? Plus four thousand. He could win them both. <laughs> Paul probably has a better. Yeah, he probably has a better chance of winning Depoy than he does MVP. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Reddick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, this will be interesting to Thunder fans. Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Now, look how far Josh Giddy is down here. So we have Cade Cunningham, yeah. plus 250. Uh, Jalen Green, plus 300. Then we have Suggs, mm-hmm. Mobley, Barnes. Alperin Shingoon at six, plus 1,400. Still haven't gotten to Giddy. And it's going to be a while. Davion Mitchell's next. James Booknight. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Kuminga finally at 10th. Plus 3,000. Josh Giddy. Same as my guy Jalen Johnson. Plus 3,000. My guy? Since when has Jalen Johnson been your guy? That's just a joke. I just don't okay. like him at all. <laughs> just wanted to make sure you weren't trying to like sneak in a new love of Jalen Johnson. No, no, no. I've never, never liked him. Okay. Uh, he had a great summer league, but whatever. Uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, the Giddy bet. I don't think Giddy will win Rookie of the Year, but it's not a bad bet at plus three thousand. It has more Be- logic than some of these other ones, like Booknight. Like I just don't know where Booknight plays on that team. Like, he has to be so good for him to play, and I just don't think he's ready yet. Like that's that's a wild one. Even Shangun at fourteen hundred, like that's a that's that's wild as well. And then Evan Mobley, like the way that the Cavs have structured their team, you think like he's 
he's got to be like one of the best players in the NBA to like bust through all that and to be the best rookie in this class next year. It's so funny that you can bet on uh, Luca Garza plus 15,000 <laughs> if you wanted to. Also, who is Jay Landale? Who is that? Um, plus 12,500. Yeah, he's... Who did he land? He's a uh, undrafted... Um, what? How did he get on this list? Hero player. I don't this know. This isn't man. like every player in... This isn't, isn't no, no. every player that was drafted, and somehow Jay Landale made it on this list. Yeah, it's that's a it's a weird one. There's like what are there's like barely thirty players on here, like thirty two players on here or something. And he made it. He made the cut. Yeah, Usman Garuba yeah, made the cut. Can you imagine what would need to happen for Usman Garuba to win Rookie of the Year? To there's beat no out chance. <laughs> Jalen Green and Shingun. There's absolutely there's absolutely no chance. Trey Mann also plus four thousand to win Rookie of the uh, Year. Yeah. Same as Sharif Cooper, who went late in the second round, and same as Moses Moody. Uh, which is pretty, and Ayodesuma. Why is Ayodesuma so high up on this list? That's yeah, weird. It, That's straight honestly, weird. If I was going to pick a uh, dark horse, yeah, I would pick Chris Duarte, plus thirty five hundred, because you could you yeah. could imagine a scenario where he just fits right into the Indiana Pacers and just looks functional. And if there's an injury to one of the top guys or something like we had with Malcolm Brogdon when he won. Mm -hmm. It's, but it's, I mean, the rookie of the year is all about production, just like straight production. Oh yeah. Frank Terman says Landell's playing for the, uh, the Spurs. He's an Aussie. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, I mean, if you're, I'll I'll ask you the same question. Somebody gives you $10,000. Um, and you have to bet. You have to bet on one rookie of the year. Who is it? So it would, it would definitely be one of the top three. Um, okay. Mo- Mobley isn't going to put up the, the stats in his rookie season. Yeah. Neither is Scotty Barnes. No. Like that's so a, that's another weird one being so high. It's Cunningham, Green, or Suggs. Yeah. And I think I might go. I think I'll go with Green. I want. I, I really want to go with Suggs. Yeah. And I think he could do it, but I just don't know. Like, if Markel Fultz comes back and is playing and you have R.J. Hampton, yeah. I don't know. There's just a lot of young guys. We're on Houston. It seems like the, the focus is on Jalen Green. Like, he's going to get to do what he wants. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably right. What and Kane, he just don't, he defers too much, Andrew. We saw yeah, it. but We saw it in the summer y- league. Yeah, but I could see it being like the smart guy. He's impacted the team. Like, sure, Jalen Green's scoring three more points per game than Cade Cunningham, but the way that Cade Cunningham has impacted the culture of the Detroit Pistons, it's a new era. It's that, a new that would be so funny. That that'll be the Rockets fans like next thing, like fighting for Jalen Green to win Rookie of the Year, and all the smart it guys are saying, "No, it's actually Cade Cunningham." And, and also Jalen Suggs. Look at the way that he is changing the culture of his team too. <laughs> Because like Jalen Green doesn't like profile as, as that kind of guy. Like he profiles as a guy that's like I'm gonna go get mine. Right. You know? Right. Right. Cunningham and Jalen Suggs are both. I think they will both put up a ton of stats because their teams stink, and there is a chance that we do hear stuff about, hey, like they're really doing some stuff with regards to culture and regards to like helping their teammates become better. Like if Jalen Suggs helps some of these, you know, Magic guys that haven't been able to make it yet get better. 
that's like that would be significant for him and like an argument for rookie of the year too. Well, and if you look at those top three, Cunningham, Green, Suggs, if one of those teams was to have a surprisingly good year, wouldn't you bet on the Pistons? Like I'm talking about like winning like 35 games. Yeah. Of those teams, I would probably pick the Pistons. And if that happens, you know, if if, if the, the Magic and the Rockets are down in the doldrums with the Thunder – and the Pistons are like, ooh, maybe they can make a run here and get into the play-in, then I, I think it's Cades. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. And Giddy, uh, so, Giddy is not a bad bet just because, like, Josh Giddy is going to play a ton. He's going yeah, to play a ton for the Thunder. I don't know if the production will be there, but if he, like, blows up and he's, you know, I think we, I wrote with Zach Harper last week about you know, can Poku be the second best player on the Thunder this year? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't. I still would probably side with Dort. Like, Dort's probably like the, the safest play. But Josh Giddy's not like the worst guess for for that question. Like he, especially the fact that they just drafted him six. They're going to give him opportunities. They're going to see what he looks like. They're going to put the ball in his hands. And let's say the shot comes along a little bit faster than we think. Like if Josh Giddy. Was that like like sixteen, four and four or something like that? Like that that have you in the discussion. Um, next six man of the year. This won't be quick. I just thought it was fun the names that they pick for the top five because obviously six man every year is just kind of like a random guy. Last yeah. year it was Jordan Clarkson who is still the favorite this year plus five fifty. Mm-hmm. But then you got Kevin Herter, Joe. He's a favorite Ingles, by a lot, by the way. Who Clarkson? Yeah. He is, but at the same time, like plus five fifty, like bet a hundred to win five hundred fifty dollars. That's pretty nice. It's still good, yeah. Uh, Kevin Herter, Joe Ingles, Patty Mills coming in fourth, Tyrese Halliburton coming in fifth. Now I don't know. Are we sure he's not starting? Yeah, I would. I would imagine he will be starting, but who knows? Yeah. Then you got like Dragic, Kobe White, Derrick Rose, Terrence Ross, Bobby Portis, Kendrick Nunn. I mean, obviously. It's a six man, so it's going to be just random guys. Yeah. Is there anyone on this list though? Because it does feel like we have uh, we have escaped the era of like Lou Williams and Jamal Crawford winning every single year. Mm-hmm. But Jordan Clarkson did still kind of fit into that exact same role, which is like the microwave score off the bench. Yeah. So I- is he just the new six man guy who's going to win every year? I think he kind of is. Does anybody like? Does anybody else inspire you on this list? Um, I mean, campaign is fun at plus two thousand, but yeah, he's, he's probably not going to score enough. Yeah, yeah he's not going to score enough. Tyler Hero at plus two thousand. Yeah, that's mildly interesting, right? That's kind of interesting. He had he had a you know sophomore slump, mm-hmm. but we've seen guys have sophomore slumps and then bounce back. I remember when uh, Jason Tatum he had put up like the same stats his second year as he did his rookie year. Everyone was yep. down on him a little bit. Then he came back and was awesome. That, that, you could talk yourself into you, Tyler Hero. You can bet Kenyon Martin Jr. <laughs> you can. Ooh, how about this? Terrence Mann for the Clippers, plus 3,000. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. We, we know he's going to get playing time this year. Kind of like that. Yeah, I like that. Uh, who does your son like? Oh, your son is shouting out Grayson Allen. Oh, wow. Grayson he, Allen. He loves Plus Grayson Allen. He 6,600. 
Um, huh. Demarcus Cousins. You can bet on Demarcus Cousins plus Not eight thousand. Wow. Oh, yeah, some interesting names on here. Okay, this is the one I was most interested in because of who was number one, which is Most Improved Player Award. Shea Gilgis-Alexander is number one. Now, it's plus 700, so they're acknowledging that, like, we don't know whatever is going to happen with Most Improved Player. But it's just interesting that they picked Shea as the number one choice. He's tied with Zion for number one, plus 700. I just think it's a strange bet because on the one hand we have had guys who were on bad teams win this award kevin love won Mm -hmm. it i I went back 2010 2011 he won when he was on the timberwolves and they won 17 games so that's not really a concern um also like brandon ingram won a couple years ago with the pelicans they won like 30 games so it's not that it's just that when you look at those two guys who are on bad teams they had Mm -hmm. such massive jumps from yeah. year to year in their stats. So Brandon Ingram went from 18 points a game to almost 24 points a game. He went from shooting 1.8 threes per game at 33% to 6.2 threes per game at 39%. Like just a massive <laughs> jump. And the same thing happened with Kevin Love. That was the year I think Kevin Love started shooting threes and just became like a completely different player in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. With Shea, you look at his stat line last year, it's like, what could he possibly do to have a big enough jump over what he did last year for people to give him this award? Yeah, that's that's the whole problem with this, is that people don't realize the jump that he made last year. Yeah, it, and, this feels like they're trying to make up for the fact that he wasn't like talked about enough for this award last year. Yeah, I mean, if... Let's say that like last season he was 19, 5 and 3 on 47, 34, 80, you know. And then this season he jumped to almost 24, 5 and 6, shooting 50, 41, 80. Then you could be like, oh wow, what a huge improvement. But what has he got to do from 23, <laughs> 5 and 6, 50, 40, 80? Like, what has he got to do? Like, how. I mean, maybe it's, maybe the jump maybe the jump is from twenty three to twenty seven, right? Well, we talked about him earlier as like dark dark horse candidate for a scoring champ. Like that would be, yeah. It, it would have to be that type of a season where he's like being talked about at the end of the season. Like, could Shea do this? He's he's averaging twenty nine points per game. Which, yeah. to be fair, like that would be a massive jump, and we would be talking mm-hmm. about Shea even more differently than we are currently. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, that, I, mean, I guess could happen. But you look at some of these other guys, there's just I, I feel like there's so many other good options. Like Michael Porter Jr. is third at plus 750. Jaron Jackson Jr. is plus 1,600. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if it's going to happen, it's going to happen this year because he's going to get played based on what they did with Valanchunas and moving some yeah. pieces around. Like, I don't think they're going to necessarily yeah. be prioritizing Steven Adams over Jaron Jackson Jr.'s development. And then I really like Darius Garland at plus 2,000, which yeah, is probably like my favorite better. on this list. Um, I like that a lot better. I mean, you look at you just look at this statistical improvement from Siakam when he won it. He went from seven points per game to 16. Yeah, you, like, you have to do something crazy. 
and he like his shooting splits went from he was twenty two percent from three when he was scoring seven up to thirty six. I mean that's the kind of stuff you have to do. I mean he improved in every way, shooting, passing, everything. And that's why even someone that I like a lot, OG Ananobi. Actually, I you know what he still is a good choice because he had he only averaged fifteen point nine points per game last year, and he is yeah. way down here at plus. 6,600. His case is similar, though, to Shea's in that like he made the jump last year. Well, he would have that's, to become like a 23-point-per-game score. That that would be the yeah, jump for Ananobi. That's a, yeah, that's a big ask. Hey, look who's down here at the bottom. Lou Dort, plus 8,000. Also a tough bet to make. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any of these other names that uh, jump out at you? That you're a fan of. Um, Kuzma. You want to bet on Kuz? I'm out on Kuz. Out on Kuz. No okay. way on Kuz. Darius Baisley, plus 6,600. Oh, I didn't even see him. Yeah. Where is he? Same as Tyler oh, Hero. Is. Same as THT. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's... An, uh, I mean, that's... I wouldn't bet on that. <laughs> just <laughs> you just did another U-turn. <laughs> I definitely did. Um, Halliburton at plus 2,000. Like that's not bad. Like he yeah, could he could jump. I, I'm interested in Halliburton, like how he develops as a scorer specifically. Yeah, because uh, it a does lot feel of Chris like Chris Boucher. We haven't mentioned his name, but Chris Boucher has been like on almost every single list, and he's there again. Yeah, at why is he at plus eighteen hundred and OG Ananobi's down at plus six thousand six hundred? I don't know what's going on there. Maybe they got to be hearing some stuff from the Toronto camp about Chris Boucher's like muscle watch or something. Um, let me see if I have any more. Oh, coach of the year. I have coach of the year. Look, Mark Dagnall down at plus 6,600. Spolstra is number one. Steve Nash, number two. Quinn Snyder, number three. Now, we, we usually yeah. know how coach of the year works. It's usually a team that you did not expect to be good Yeah. that has an improvement. Or a team that wasn't yeah. good last year and all of a sudden has a dramatic improvement. Like Billy Donovan, if you believed in the Bulls, would be a good choice. He's number four on this list at plus 1,000. Yeah. I'm trying to think There's of... There's two, two I really like. Ty Lue at plus 2,000. I really like oh, that. Oh, yeah, Ty Lue. Oh, what a great okay. narrative. That's that's already a good narrative, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then Rick Carlisle, plus 2,500. Both oh, I really yeah. like. Rick comes in, steadies the ship, pushes the Pacers to the fifth seed. Like, wow, what a story. This franchise looked like they were going nowhere. Rick Carlisle comes back. And has made them a relevant team again. You know, like those storylines, like write those storylines write themselves. I mean, frankly. Um, hopefully, that's all. The, yeah, this is all of the coaches. I would, I would be upset if they left one guy off or something. <laughs> um, yeah, Jamal Mosley with the worst odds with the Magic, which feels right. Now, the other thing uh, that I wanted to share that I didn't put on here is that you can bet specific outcomes for the finals you can basically bet every specific outcome like if you think that the finals are going to result in the oklahoma city thunder beating the indiana pacers you can bet on that plus a million andrew you can bet a hundred dollars to win a million if you think the thunder will beat the pacers in the nba finals but i was going to ask you right now if you had to predict Mm -hmm. how this season ends up Tell me what your finals matchup would be. 
tell me who would win and I'll tell you what the odds are. Uh, I think I'll go Nets Suns. Nets Suns. Brooklyn Nets beating the Suns? Yeah, Nets winning it all. Yeah. Okay. Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets beating the Phoenix Suns plus 2,500. Hmm. Now, obviously, the, the most likely scenario is the Nets beating the Lakers at plus 7,500. Yeah. Um, the Lakers beating the Nets is also plus 70, or sorry, plus 750 for both of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you can bet any specific matchup you could dream up. If you want to be, bet the Orlando Magic beating the Thunder in the NBA Finals. <laughs> um, I, are, are, you, are you busy? <laughs> can I just keep going? Uh, I've got to do something here in just a second, but we can do a couple more. All right, I just wanted to show here. I'm going to try to share my screen for this one. Um, Chrome tab. All right, can you see that? Yes. So I just think these are fun ones because you can, if you have a strong opinion on one specific team making or not making the playoffs, th- these are really fun bets to make. Um, yeah. So, like, if you just think one of these teams, like maybe you think a bad team is going to make a jump or you, you think a good team is going to fall out, I would more like to bet a no, like, to find a, a good team. Like, it might be fun to bet the Clippers to make the playoffs. Yes is yeah. minus 275, so that if they don't make it, you still win. It's a win-win bet. That is a win-win bet. It's a nice hedge there. Yeah. Um, but I'm just scrolling through some of these. If any of them jump out, like if there's a team that you I mean, already don't like. New Orleans is a really like. interesting one, right? Yeah, so New Orleans is plus 175 to make the playoffs. It's more likely that they won't, minus 225. Um, yeah. The Thunder are plus 2,000. <laughs> if, if you want to bet that the Thunder won't make the playoffs, minus 10,000, which means you have to pay $10,000 to win 100. But... It's a pretty easy way to make a hundred bucks. You can make a hundred bucks if you do that. If you bet the other way, you might as well just take your hundred dollars and throw it in the air and hope that it somehow multiplies itself while it's in the air. Like you have better, probably better odds that the dollar finds a way to multiply in the air. We we know that there's going to be some team, probably in the West because the West is so uh, strong, that we think. I'm just scrolling up and down we think is going to make the playoffs, but there's just not enough room. Because this is to make the playoffs after the play-in tournament has concluded, which is a, a key distinction. Oh. Yeah, that is key. Um, but I, So, I, I mean, like, like fringy teams, like fringy teams from last year, like what are the Blazers at? So the Blazers, you can bet them to make the playoffs, which is the least likely of the options, minus, or actually more likely of the options, minus 165. No, yeah. plus 140. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, um, Memphis? Memphis. Yeah, so some of these teams, you, you got you to gotta like really take a risk. Because like Memphis, it's going to be yeah. yes, plus 115, no, minus 140. Like it almost need to be a team like Denver. Like if you think things yeah. are just going to fall apart in Denver, no, they're not going to make the playoffs plus 550. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's like at least you get some value there. Yeah. What about um, Golden State? What about Golden State? Golden State to miss the playoffs plus 450. Yeah, so something like that. They missed last year. 
So, yeah, I mean, one of these teams, I mean, it happens every year. A team has a horrendous injury, and mm-hmm. it derails everything. Uh, but yeah, those yeah. are fun. There's a lot of... Yeah, those are fun. It's, it's, it's starting to get me back in the mood. I'll be honest, I've been out of the mood when it comes to the NBA <laughs> these last couple of weeks. Just haven't been thinking about it that much. But uh, next week, uh, we're going to start over-unders, which is good, just because we get to talk about a lot of teams that we don't usually talk about. Yeah. And there's teams I just haven't thought about yet. And yeah. it's always fun to come up with your, uh, like, who you think is going to make the playoffs every year. As every year, it's very hard. And I would say it's very hard in both the East and the West this year. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, all right. Let's go to the stream before we go. We have Pep A-R-K-E-R. Parker from Denver. Thank you. Uh, we have Twice God. We have Zodic Bars Gaming in Bethany. We have Hunter Seacrest from Springfield. We have Hoopstock69. Drew Vickers is here. Daniel Tomasi is here saying, What's on? What's on? Uh, Tallshot OKC is here. Michael Ashton is here. Christos from Greece is here. Tyler Carroll is here. What's up, Tyler? Uh, Felipe is here. Uh, let's see. The Fluky from Germany is here. James Anderson. Michael McAfee says Panther Pride. Al, Panther Pride. Great uh, This uh, Steve Barr. Uh, Mike McGee is here. So that he's nursing his girlfriend back to health after surgery. No better healer than my two faves. Hope she gets better soon, Mike. Uh, Dylan Walker. Uh, So-so Penny is here Josh Smith, Jalen G uh, Dylan Walker Thanks everybody for joining Hope you guys have a great, great Wednesday Great rest of your week And we'll talk to you guys again on Friday Peace